0: So use my discoveries simply to spark your own, to learn, think, and grow in whatever direction that takes you. I met Fiona years ago when she became a massage client of mine. Never have I met anyone so cheeky and straightforward, as well as a killer sense of humor. Fiona is colorful and makes me laugh every time we're together. She always brings some kind of spice into the conversation and somehow is able to mix the difficulties of life one moment with laughter the next. She has lived a full life and remains completely proud of and in love with her husband who passed away a few years ago. What's the top thing you have learned about humanity? Because you be, said you only had one, right? Well, the, yeah, the, I think it's to be thing. very
1: cruel. Um, I didn't really feel I started living until I started in nursing school on the 2nd of May, 19, oh, sorry, 1961, when I was 19 and two days, because I was bullied unmercifully for the last previous six years, well, till I was 18, into my 18th year at boarding school. I won't tell you what my nickname was, because I don't want to repeat it. It was horrible, and I used to sleep with my back against the wall so that I couldn't be they coming when I was asleep. You know, it was protection. But at home, I didn't get. It wasn't safe at home mm-hmm. because my mother physically and mentally abused me. In the school holidays, I would get hit. I would say every day. And I don't see why I did. I did ask her when she was 90. I went for her birthday, and I asked her why she hit me so much. She said, because you deserved it. And I don't oh know God. why, but she told me all my life I was no good and stuff. So I was so glad to go to London. And nursing school, and there were 44 people. We're still friends. I mean, that's 50-something, nearly 60 years ago. It's amazing. That would have meant a lot to you, though, to like find yeah, a I place of belonging, where you felt safe. The Guns of Navarone had just come out that movie, and we went to a movie theater in Leicester Square, and we bought our tickets, and there were about six people or seven, and we all went in, and we all filed into the seats, and nobody fought not to sit next to me, and I thought, this is wonderful life <laughs> <laughs> when people like you wow wow yes hmm. so that's what i would say about that and i only got to the, that idea today you want me to go onto the microphone
0: so you were saying that the one thing you've learned about humanity is that people can be cruel yes yeah
1: well that's that was me growing up but some yeah. people were very nice to me
0: yeah we have a we all have a capacity to be cruel
1: Oh, yes. If you put us in the right situation, what people here can be? Yeah, I mean, but I'm not really friends with those. Yeah, Um people sit with me at lunchtime because I talk. Because I, I won't sit at the table and not. Why laughing? Because I do talk. I know.
0: I'm laughing I just, because I love hearing you talk. Like I tell I love hanging out with you because you talk and you they, say very interesting I things.
1: True. <laughs> Yes, and you do. I I went went away away for great a, joke. I went for a week to be seen. <laughs> and they said, how long are you going for? I said, well, I'll, I'll miss eight lunches. And they go, what are we going to do? And be so quiet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So uh, if I had a microphone and I could say something to everyone on earth, what would it be? Well, continuing from that other question, you should respect and be more tolerant of the people in your life actually and people you meet outside if someone holds a door open for you going into a store I always smile and say thank you or if someone or or if I hold a door hopefully Hmm. they say you're welcome but I always and if someone doesn't say thank you when I hold the door open I say you're welcome (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because I think they should yeah and I find if you're smiling, people will smile back at you. Yeah.
0: So, um... And you yeah. you said, too, about, like, if you could say something to everybody in the world, like, to remember that everybody's going through their own... Yeah, everybody trap. has their own problems. I mean, I,
1: you know, lost my husband two and a half years ago, and I... I still feel as though it was almost like yesterday, and I still feel he's around here and everything, Mm and some of the staff here said to me the other day, well, why do you miss him so much? And I said, because I didn't want him to go. Mm -hmm. Um, And I do miss him, and they said, well, I wouldn't mind. (laughs) They said, well, didn't you love your husband when you got married? Well, I suppose so. (laughs) What well, I did, yeah. and I took my marriage vows very seriously. Yeah. And you know, I looked after him, he got Alzheimer's, I think, it started when he was 48, and he died at 61. And that wasn't the plan, he's supposed to be here, and we're he still mm-hmm. supposed to be in our house in the Silver Springs. Yeah. So I, I don't understand. Anything. Life throws you curveballs. Yes, and it also that went, goes on, but we'll, that was the last question, so we're not going on to that yet. Right. So you should be much more tolerant and respectful of people, and, you know, if they want to talk to you, listen to them. Mm-hmm. I've often sat those shade laundry things out in the Chilton hallway. I've sat with people out there, and we have long chats, and they've said what's bothering them, and I just listen. Because I think if you listen... To people, a lot of the time they will sort their problems out themselves because I know I can. So true. I used to talk to Dave and say, I don't know what to do, and I'd tell him, blah, 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 blah. blah. And then at the end, I'd think, oh, thank you very much, I know what to do now, and you haven't said a word. What created the most fulfillment for you in your life? Well, if I look back, um, I think it was doing the nursing. I really loved doing it. I mean, we also had to do things like scrub bedpans out. You know, we were junior yeah. probationers and clean the sluice. And if you didn't put them in the bedpan washer properly, you got sprayed from it. Gross. <laughs> and things like that. But yeah. it, it was a blessing. And then I went to do midwifery and I just loved delivering Aww. babies. You do talk about that like, that whole time of your life alone. lot. I loved it. I mean, it was... You took a lot of pride in your work, I think, I think... right? In, like, being, being oh, doing yes.
0: good, like, being good at what you do, and also...
1: Well, we were always taught, that's why this is bad, because we were always, well, had to be so tidy, but I understood yeah. why, because in Singapore, I was working labor work on night duty in the mm-hmm. army hospital. I went on at 8 p.m., worked till 8 a.m., And we had coffee at about 10.30. And I'd had two deliveries, and I had no trolleys. I had all dirty trolleys. And I learned that was wrong. You always have a delivery trolley laid. Because I'd shoved everything in the sluice, and I thought, I'll run down the hallway and have a coffee. And they called from the reception, and they said that there was a Gurkha patient. The um, the Gurkha soldiers come from Nepal, and it was... One with the wife coming up, and I knew she'd have it in the lift, and she did. And I had no trolley. I had nothing ready. I learned my lesson that night, because she came out the lift holding the baby <laughs> in Ooh, the wheelchair. Wait. Oh, dear. Yes, so I learned then, always scrub your trolleys straight away. That's funny. But I loved it out there. Yeah. yeah. And I loved doing the nursery the babies you know why nursing specifically like was it because you were helping people yes i think so oh. i could help help them i loved it that was absolutely my calling mm. i loved it i could mummy could cry baby could cry and i could cry at yeah for me yeah mm. and i could have a ba- nursery full of 30 babies <sighs> and they come in you know at 10 o'clock from feeding and i'd have them all. Oh, Tucked down and asleep by ten thirty. And a job well done. Yes, and then I could go for coffee and the patient said, How do you do it, sister? And I said, I threatened them. I told them if they don't go to sleep I can make them get up and march up and down the hallway. <laughs> <laughs> and then I had Julia and I couldn't cope with her. And so I had, she was yours. And I had That's terrible postnatal depression. Oh yeah. And she screamed all the time. Yeah. Only daddy better to go to sleep yeah terrible yes so, it is quite another thing to have your own children that's for sure yes yeah, yeah so i'm, I'm a sitting way i still dream about it you know uh, being in the army and marching down the wards yeah. and doing stuff mm-hmm. and i'm in my uniform yeah it's funny cool that's Are you glad you're a woman? Why or why not? Well, I've never been a man. (laughs) That's true. I like my bodily shape. I'm glad I don't have the paraphernalia clanging around between my (laughs) (laughs) necks. I'll give you that. Yes. Um, And last one was what has been really hard in your life and how did you deal with it? Well, it was um, Dave of course I yeah. do Alzheimer's but um, when he was down with our Canada, and he he'd phone and he he wasn't He's was about three weeks in or so and he phoned me and he said he couldn't keep up with the instruction that he was being given under you know in the simulator he yeah. couldn't follow it and he couldn't follow all the directions in the classwork. And I thought, well, that's very weird because, you know, he was always so good at that. And so he said to me, would I be um, mad at him if he quit the training? And I told him, it's not for me to say that if you feel you can't do it, and you make the decision to leave, I will not criticize you, and I won't be angry with you. You know? Yeah. So the next day he called and he said, okay, fine, I've quit, I'm coming home tomorrow. And when I went to the airport to pick him up, and I went, you know, parked and everything, and I went along. And when I saw him start to come down the escalator, I felt as though the weight of the world had come down on my shoulders. Hmm. And then, and it he really wasn't, he was quite you know two or three years off being odd then because yeah. then he got a job with as a civilian with the military in Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan yeah. and he'd go and instruct out there but they uh, asked him to leave because he was giving the wrong lectures apparently and giving them f- wrong information he told me he was coming home to look after me because that's when all my orthopedic nice. staff started but actually a friend of his told me no he was asked to leave
0: um, because he had, he was starting to get early on to
1: Alzheimer's. Yes. Yeah. And then Julia, you know, the oldest told the doctor her dad was odd. And then he talked to me and okay. I finally said, yeah, I think he's got Alzheimer's. Yeah. He was diagnosed in 2007, but it took a year to diagnose. Yeah. And then. And then we had that. So I lived, had him at home for five years and I was looking after him. And I had to learn to be very patient, which I had not been. Mm -hmm. I learned that you don't say, for God's sake, I've just told you what the time is 600 times in the last five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) Because he would get up and run down to his man room. And I learned not to do that. But that's what, what time is it? What time is it? Are we going out? Are we, are we going out? Are we going out? Are we going, yes we are! <laughs> <laughs> and then I had, to, I had to put him into care. Yeah, I couldn't have him at home any longer. Mm-hmm. It was getting more work. Yeah. And so he was there for five years. And then, well I sold the house as you know and I moved to a condo and I used to go three, four times a week and then he went. And Julia helped me a lot with the all the work things you have to do when somebody dies. And then I'm in that condo, and nobody calls you.
0: Hmm.
1: You know, it. I think it's different for a man. A widower, people ask out. I don't know why it is, but widows, hmm. other women seem to see them as a threat for their husbands. Hmm. Although if you look at the people or maybe they just like expect you to be more social because you're a woman but they don't expect men to be social I have no idea what it is but men mm. oh, men quite often get remarried quite quickly mm. um, because they can't um, for themselves a lot of people here are on second marriages but you look around the dining room and I think good oh, god people say there's a higher rate of STDs in retirement homes like this and I look around the dining room, and I think, you joking. <laughs> I can't see it myself. Anyway. And so, <laughs> that it's still hard that he went, and I'd like him back. Yeah. If I was granted anything, I'd say I want him back, even if I had him back yeah. for a day or a week. Yeah. Well, a week would be harder, I'd like him back for a day. And then I could tell him everything that I wanted to tell him. I should have told him when I was sitting with him all day and all night. Mm. He had angels with him. Mm-hmm. Had three. Did I tell you that? Mm-hmm. Okay. And a plane came to fetch him. Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. So how did you deal with your grief? With that, like because your grief it. lasted a long time, right? Because you lost
1: I, parts of him, like as like he when got. he didn't know who I was, that was really yeah. hard, but I just knitted and talked to him and read him bits out of the newspaper about the air force as it came along, yeah. and um, did you come to the celebration of life? yeah, so I told you about the smiling at me three weeks before he died, yeah, you that too. was good, um. Uh, I, mean, I know you saw a counselor I, for
0: your kids. Yes, she
1: well, I never really cried.
0: At this point, Fiona started telling me about how she had paid to have the fountain and pool and garden area restored so other people that live in that home can now and really enjoy that area. And there's a little plaque there that talks a little bit about her and Dave. And that is what she's talking about when she talks about how it's given her some closure. And she calls one part of it the skinny dipping pool as a bit of a joke. But I think...
1: I found that to be, what do they say, a funeral's very closure. Mm, I think closure. I think the fountain's going to be closure. If the skinny dipping pool, and that's because I used to say to them on level seven, when I sang there, because I used to sing mm-hmm. twice a week, when Bruce, the minister, would say, okay, now we're going to sing number whatever, shall we gather at the river, I would say, oh, goody, it's the skinny dipping song. Yeah. Everybody follow me down to the po River and we'll jump in. And Bruce would get yeah. so angry with him. <laughs> And I said to him one day, Bruce, have you ever been skinny dipping? And I don't know if Presbyterians are very strict or what. And he said, <laughs> he said, no, of course not. And I said, well, I haven't. It's very liberating. <laughs> I Love skinny it. dipped off the islands of Singapore. <gasps> It's so romantic. I remember you telling me that. Yes. Yes. It's amazing. So that's giving me a bit of closure. Yeah. i am still miss mm-hmm. Declan. <laughs> oh, did I answer your questions? You did. Beautifully. Oh, did I really? Yes, you did. Oh, good. Thank you. Because I looked at them, I thought. I might be back for more. Oh, God. I thought, holy crap, um, how am I going to answer these? Can we end with um, two things you believe and two things you don't know? what do I believe mm-hmm. I think you have to have faith yeah because I belong to a bible study group which I don't belong to anymore but I'm going, I've been asked to join one here and when they prayed for Dave I could feel them do it one day when we were in foot chills, I knew they were praying because I knew it was the time of the meeting I and mean, I could feel them praying yeah so I think that, that's very important. What, what else do you yeah. say? I should do? It. What, what Two do you things do? you believe. So one is that you should have faith. What's something uh, else you believe? I think true friendship is really important. Mm-hmm. Because I still have Kathleen. Yes, it who is. Who sat with me. We lived next to each other for 23 years. She's the only person who has not dumped me since he dumped We go on holiday together because she doesn't mind leaving her husband. And um, I phone him for advice sometimes. Um, And two things you don't know. Two things I don't know. Well, I'd like to believe that I'm going to go to heaven and that he'll be there to meet me. But I don't know. I don't know if there's afterlife. Yeah. Except I saw a friend of mine the day after she died. I was talking to yeah. her, she walked along the road beside me, and then she appeared in front of me, and she just smiled because I was talking to her, and she smiled at me, and I thought, oh, that's okay, she's alright. Oh. Yeah, she's died of a brain Found yeah. I can see people, I knew. Um, I never told her husband. I, I didn't want to upset him. Um, what else don't you know? What don't I know? I don't know everything of course, I like to think I do. What? No, I don't. I like to think I do. We all do. Yeah. And um, we all don't know anything. It's lovely to see you again because I haven't seen you for a long I time. I know it's really good to see you too.
0: This is Phoebe. Thank you for listening to My Messy Lessons. If you'd like to continue this discussion, visit my Facebook group called My Messy Lessons, The Community, and ask to be accepted into it. I would love to hear about your experiences or questions on these subjects. If you like this podcast and wanna get each episode as it comes out, remember to hit the subscribe button on iTunes or wherever you find your podcasts. If you have questions, comments, or would like to access the show notes, please visit my website at www.mymessy.com. The intro and closing music is Never Back Down by Floor Broad. See you next week. And remember, we're all messy. That's what makes us beautiful.